Well, they're out there. You can get them. Are you one of them? Do you know one of them? We're going to talk about narcissism today and uh, it's going to be a wild ride. So strap in and you might need to forward this to someone in your life as a hint. My name's Glenn James with Shell Johnson and John Pigeon on my Millennial Daily. Question, anonymous. I think my boss is a narcissist. I don't know what to do. So Shell, what the hell is a narcissist? Well, I think there's a lot of confusion about narcissism because it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. But actually, if we think about what narcissism... Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what a narcissist would say. Exactly. So if we think about narcissism, it's actually only one in 200 people are considered a narcissist. It's quite a rare and uncommon thing. So that means it's half a percent of the population. So it's not a, it's not a big number, but the amount of people that throw this term around and the label around makes us feel like there's a lot of narcissists out there, but there actually isn't. What we're more commonly referring to is a narcissistic trait or behaviour. And those are more common, right? And they would happen on like a continuum. So there's certain traits. And I'm not a psychologist. I should say that up front. So this is just stuff that I've learned through looking at organisational psychology as a HR consultant. When we look at traits of narcissism, they're things like chronic blame shifting or seeking external validation or taking credit for certain people's behaviour or emotional manipulation, lack of empathy. Those are kind of common behaviours you will see in narcissistic people. The other thing could be at times, and this is the one that can be quite challenging to deal with, when you're working with a boss who may have some of those traits, they might seem like they care emotionally, but they're actually doing it to get to an outcome. So it can be quite manipulative. And so for someone working in that environment where there's lots of ego, there's lots of power play and emotional manipulation, it can be very toxic quickly. Yeah, it doesn't create a, a good environment for culture, does it, in a, in a business? But is this a major incident that's occurred, do you think, or is it just a pattern over time that's gotten worse? I imagine what's happened is there's been a fair few incidents over time. I think what we see is patterns of behaviour with our boss and then we start to look for them more frequently as well. So it's almost like how do we have a conversation with someone like this? Like if you're dealing with someone who has a lot of those traits, like a lack of empathy, a lot of power play and manipulation, how do you actually have a conversation about that? Because it's not a very safe environment. Do you think it's worth in this workplace the anonymous questioner finding a a trusted colleague at the workplace and just saying, hey, is it me or is this place a bit toxic because of X, Y, Z? Like I just need some type of external validation. Mm. But you don't want to create this undercurrent of gossip and all that rubbish, but you just want to make sure that, you know, you've voiced this external to your own thoughts just to get a pulse check. Yeah, I think a pulse check is a really good way to frame it. So sense checking with maybe a mentor, another leader, if they've got a HR department, you could talk to them about it and just go, hey, these are some of the behaviours. How would you recommend I handle it? So it's not that you're trying to get them to solve it necessarily for you, but it's actually get their advice about how you should go about it. There's this really interesting book, The 48 Laws of Power. Have you read it by Robert Greene? No. It's, no. It's a hectic read. I Okay, I read it and I was like, some of it really like, whoa, freaked me out because he, he goes into some of these dynamics that happen in with these kinds of behaviours where there's really strong power play in an organisation. And one of the rules is don't outshine the master. And he talks about this idea, if you're working with someone 
that displays some of these really egocentric behaviors, one of the worst things you can do is outshine them because that's going to negatively impact your career. Now, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because I wouldn't want to work in an environment that's like that. Mm. But I see what he's saying that if you're in that culture and that behavior of a leader is allowed and tolerated, then you need to figure out ways to work with that. If you want to stay there, you have to work out how do I navigate this dynamic. But if someone has to change their ways as an employee just because the boss is showing those traits, surely you're not getting the best out of that employee. Totally. And that's the problem with, I think, this anonymous person putting this question in is, I don't know what to do. And a common thing when you're working in an environment like this is you lose confidence. Mm. Like you're constantly questioning yeah. your own kind of what's going on for me? How, is it, how do I work in this environment? So often if this is the case and you're not seeing any change with that leader, well, you either need to change roles ultimately or look to potentially move on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So a couple of things while we wrap up. I know for myself, my personality is an ENTJ in my Briggs, and that's a commander. So it's a very strong personality, right? Don't so, worry, we know that about notice. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never noticed. Yeah, so you think it's tough, you know, working with it. Imagine living with it. Like it's hell for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's it really is important to maybe, and maybe this is a, an angle to find out, is hey, as a team, can we do some culture workshops or personality workshops and, you know, get Shell introduced to the team to try and at least put some light on everyone's certain personality because you might learn about this leader and go, oh, hang on, this leader, they're actually just really confident and decisive and driven and I think that could look like narcissism. Not sure. Having said all that, let's assume that the boss is a 101 textbook narcissist. What do we do? If that's the person you're working for, you've got a timeline on that. You might be able to stay there for a while and you've got to look at what am I trying to get out of this job? Mm. So if it's that I'm trying to learn as much as I can or there'll be potential promotional opportunities in other teams, well, then you can take that angle and you can work there for a time period. But it's not an ongoing arrangement that's going to be healthy, I don't think, for anyone. Mm. I like what you're saying though, Glenn, of it goes back to what I said up front, like there's a lot of narcissistic traits. That doesn't mean someone's a narcissist. And all of every manager has their flaws. Like every single person that's ever led people will tell you how hard it is. But a narcissist wouldn't have any flaws if you ask them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that might be the secret. So ask them, what are your flaws? I think we want to do what you said of understand each other. And if they have a level of self-awareness, that's a good sign. If they are willing to admit their faults and admit to people what they feel like they struggle with, then you'll be able to work with that. So I think we've got to test the waters and test our own assumptions about our boss. Yeah, I think a couple of things. If it's a small business and the boss is a 100% narcissist, you need to get a copy of the book, sort your career out and make more money and plan your exit and plan it well. 
and start to look for somewhere else in your career. Number two, if it's a bigger organization, is there ways to change departments, change managers, all that stuff? Or number three, if it's a bigger organization and you are stuck with Miss or Mr. Narcissist, it's an exit anyway. So good luck out there, Anonymous. I'm Glenn James, John Pigeon, Shelley Johnson. This is My Millennial Daily. My Millennial Daily is produced by My Millennial Money, also available on Spotify. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.